Welcome along to the Drop the Label podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. Labels are all around us. We use them freely and often without thought. This podcast is an exploration of various labels discussed with various guests from different perspectives. We want to get people thinking about labels in their simplest form so that they adopt those that serve their higher self and drop those labels that hold them back in life. Thank you for listening. Will you drop the label? This podcast is brought to you by RT Fitness Durham and Sunderland, home of Team Carnage and the Barbell Club. We are the North East's premier transformation facility, taking you from absolute beginner to photoshoot ready. You just got to do the work. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at the Barbell Club or RT Fitness Durham and Sunderland or over on our website www.rtfitness.uk. On today's pilot episode, I've got my darling husband Ross, who discusses labels in general with me, before heading down the fitness industry classics and whether, or, and whether we prefer PT or coach. Remember, this is the pilot episode, and as DRAM said, things can only get better. Hi, my name's Sarah, and I'd like to welcome you all along to my very new podcast, Drop the Label. I'm joined today by my husband Ross who's basically joined me today to chat about labels in general and probably the fitness industry specifically, since that's where we sort of sit on a day-to-day basis. Um, he's also going to be my support um, for this. I suppose it's a pilot episode um, because this is totally out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the reason behind this podcast is a, a pure fascination in people in psychology, but most recently, I suppose, a journey of self-discovery and growth, um, how I view myself and the various labels that I've accumulated over my 35 years on the planet. Um, the impact, obviously, those labels have had on my personality, my self-confidence, my behaviours, the decisions I've made, everything. Um, so I'm a coach, primarily nutritionist, and co-owner of RT Fitness in Durham and Sunderland, which is home of Team Carnage and the Barbell Club. Um, so on a day-to-day basis, I manage all the, the financials, the you know the income and queries, um, obviously alongside the nutrition info. Um, due to this role, I get to meet people and talk to people from all walks of life, all day, every day, basically, um, and often find that the discussions can go to quite a deep level. Um, and that's not just clients, neither. That's potential clients or people who might never even join the gym. I'll be on the phone to them anywhere between five minutes and 45 minutes, and sometimes I hear life stories. Um, obviously, from listening to the, all of these different people, um, I've started to acknowledge the fact that people do label themselves um, or they take labels given to them by others. Um, and sometimes it can have quite a significant impact on every element of them and of their being, of the personality, the decisions they make, the behavior, how they feel towards themselves. So I find the whole concept of labels fascinating, as you can probably tell. <laughs> um, so I suppose to start, I always believed that labels um, were either positive or negative, but the very definition of a label is primarily negative, which was a bit of a shocker to me, but I suppose I understand it in the fact that as people, we're a lot quicker to dish out a negative label than a positive one. Um, so the actual dictionary definition of a label is a word or phrase that's used to describe somebody or something in a way that seems too general, unfair, or not correct. Um, or if you'll entertain me for a minute, what I see a label as rolling into the year 2022 
is a restrictive, overriding and inanimate title attached to a person either by themselves or others, which provides people with either one, a reason to behave within a subset of rules based on said label, two, to attach oneself to emotionally, to feel or behave a certain way because they're supposed to, because of the label, um, three, an excuse for everything, which I'm sure we'll touch on in multiple points, um, or four, to bang the drum about something that not everyone's necessarily bothered about. Um, so I guess in some respects this could get controversial, it's likely to get emotional, um, but I basically want to talk to people about their opinions on labels, what labels they've come across in their lifetime that they've felt they've been affected by in some way. Um, but ultimately, as the title suggests, I want to talk about how we can drop the labels and drop the labels more specifically that don't serve us as a person. Um, because I think sometimes we do end up with these limiting beliefs because of the labels that are given to us. Um, so yeah, so as I said, I'm joined today <laughs> by Ross. That was my little introduction as to, to, to what I'm hoping to achieve with this podcast. Um, so Ross, do you want to tell, obviously I know a lot about you because you're my husband, but do you, <laughs> do you want to tell everyone else a bit about you? It's Ross, Ross Thompson, wife to Sarah, uh, wife to Sarah, husband to Sarah. Um, Co-owner, RT Fitness Durham, RT Fitness Sunderland, um, home of the Barbell Club and Team Carnage. I'm, well, a coach within it still, a coach, head of marketing within it, um, leader of like the, the shred element of it, where we take people from, people from the Barbell to photo, um, photo shoot. Ready. Photo shoot ready, that's the one. Um, yeah, did I say dad of three as well? Dad of three boys, dad of three boys, um, 12, nine, and two. Um, the bane the and loves of me lives. <laughs> <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, I've been trying to talk to you all week about this podcast. Um, and I've been trying to just... Trying to talk to you about <laughs> ideas for the podcast. What can we talk about? What would be interesting? What would people find interesting? Obviously, except for the fact of labels itself, which in itself is interesting. And you've swerved it every time because you didn't want to have a preconceived idea as to what it was all going to be about or to think about it in too much depth. Yeah, because I think when I, like, the thing is, coming on something like this with a preconceived of everything or, or trying to figure out what I'm going to say, then it'll just come across scripted and not real not on authentic. the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's weird, really, because that's the whole point of a label, isn't it? I know I said to you the other day, I read, I read an article on, I think it was Elon Musk, and the guy who wrote this article said that labels are important. So he, he basically labelled... Elon Musk, an entrepreneur, um, and then there was a few other things about obviously how he presents himself on social media. And he said labels are important because they give people an idea as to what to expect from another person before you've even met them. But isn't that just dangerous? Especially if it's a negative label. Which more often than not they are. Which more often than not we label people, yeah. So I think it's very rare that we actually label people good things, unless we ignore them personally, I think. Yeah. So what does a label mean to you then? Like, what's, what's your take on labels in general? 
depends on which context, really, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. A, a label, it's more of a... It, if somebody tells you X is, I don't know, or don't, don't go and say them, the, the terrible, yeah? So they've already had that terrible name, I don't know, say a barber or something like that. Don't go to there, the, 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 the terrible at the job. So you, you've got this preconceived thing of them already being terrible before you've even hit them. So somebody's influencing you before you've actually met this person or know of the person. But generally there is good things as well amongst that. Mm -hmm. Like, and then, and then when you meet these with that preconceived good thing, you feel good about them before you've ever met them. Yeah. Do you find that you battle against the, the I'm, going to, I'm going to actually use the word judgment because I feel like a label is basically society's way of, of judging someone without using the word judgment. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like it is quite a judgmental thing to put a label to someone, but would you say that you fought against those labels, like in the sense of if, go back to the barber idea, if someone says, oh, that barber's shit, uh -huh. don't go and say them, they're terrible at the job. Would you then go and say them, would you be more likely to pick up on the things that they were bad at? Or would you sort of, in your head, try and overcompensate the good? Then again, it depends who's telling us who the label is, because if I don't like the person who's sending that label, then I'm going to go against them and think, they might actually be all right. Mm. So a lot <laughs> of it's down I mean? to interpretation. Yeah, then. it is, I, yeah. Didn't think of it that way. Because if somebody says, the thing is, like, I, I know it's not per people, but movies, I hate it when people are saying, it's a brilliant movie or a brilliant show, you've got to watch it. And it's like, don't tell us that because I don't want that thing of getting excited for something and then for it to be shit. When, or movies, like, I hate people telling us about it or their views on it because it's always their own view rather than letting me make my mind up about it. I suppose that's how people view labels as well where you're saying it depends on who's told you that. It's got to be an important factor in when you actually get these labels, because obviously we, we give ourselves labels all the time, like I'll sometimes call myself lazy. Now, I know I'm not a lazy person, but I'll say I'm lazy because I love me bed. <laughs> but do you? I do. I love me bed. Ooh, let's get lush. I didn't know that. <laughs> but if someone else say me mum call us lazy, I might take it. A lot, I'd take a lot more offence to it because it's like, well, how do you, like, you know, it's, it's laziness but in a different context. Yeah. I'd take my mum calling as lazy as, like, she's been a bit mean about it rather than lazy in my eyes of, I just like a bit of downtime and a little bit chill and a bit snug in my bed. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it, it, there's quite a bit of importance as to where the labels come from but also the interpretation of them. So obviously we work in the fitness industry. Um, Which probably uses the label lazy in itself a lot. Yeah, I, I can often tell on a call with someone whether or not they're going to sign up at the end of the call based on what they say about themselves throughout. So sometimes they'll say I'm motivated or I'm not motivated or I need help or I'm lazy or I'm a pig, I like food. Yeah and sort of you engage what's going to happen on the end of the call because a lot of these people, like, if, this, if they reference themselves as lazy, they'll generally not start. Right. Because they've got that so deep-rooted and a decision to actually start in the gym would be going against the grain of the label laziness. 
And where do you think they, um, where do you think they pick that up from? I think they pick it up from anywhere. I think at the end of the day, labels start from, from, the day, from, from when you're born. We start to interpret actions of our parents from being a baby. We might not understand the words, but then obviously the older we get, the more we start to associate certain words with a certain feeling because of a reaction from our parents or teachers. It's all to do with the body language and the tone of voice used as well. Like, I suppose like some take, like again, going back to the word lazy, like teachers will sometimes use it in, in reports and they'll say, oh, like, I know such and such is, is I'll, I'll use myself, like Sarah's, Sarah's a bit lazy with maths. Um, but depending on, obviously, if I was sitting there and he said that in person, I would probably hear the tone of voice of, he doesn't think I'm lazy, lazy. He's trying to sort of egg us on to get better at it. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like a, a backhanded sort of motivation thing. Whereas if he said, she's lazy and like it was just a flat sort of, there's a certain tone of voice used to it sort of in disgust sort of, then I'd know that actually saying that I don't put any effort in, I'm not trying. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a totally different, you can interpret a label based on how someone actually physically says it. So would you say people in the, the people who you, you talk to when they say they're lazy, do those people say it through? Rarely. There's quite a few people who who reference themselves as label la, reference themselves as labels. They label themselves as lazy, and they won't sign up, and I won't hear from them again. Um, even though, even though starting something would be such a massive fundamental shift, and you know, like I said, they, they tell us the life stories, they tell us about these illnesses that they've been discussing with the doctors, and the fact that the doctors have said, look, if you don't start something, you are going to end up with X, Y, and Z, you're going to die young. But that label, they're so attached to it, it's like their identity. Mm. Like the whole, every decision they make, everything, and like I can tell it's just from a, a telephone conversation, and it, it's quite sad, really, because... It is, it, it just promotes such a limiting belief in themselves. Like, they call themselves la like lazy. And it's, it, it really, it's holding them back from their potential. Mm. But then you get people who call themselves lab lazy and I think label sounds too close to lazy, so it keeps coming out of my mouth as label. <laughs> um, so <laughs> people sometimes either just sort of, it'll end up being a habit that they don't do something and they'll call themselves label, lazy. Um, and sometimes, like I said, in my definition of what a label is, it's an excuse. And it's sometimes hard to differentiate between the two as to whether or not someone's actually genuinely identifying so much with that label that, that it is them. Mm -hmm. Or they've been told that they're lazy so often that they just use it as, a, as an excuse. Like, I've been told I'm lazy, so I might as well be lazy. Yeah. Obviously, we see it, we hear it on a day-to-day -day basis within the gyms, outside the gyms. Where have you been? Oh, I've just been lazy. <laughs> but it is, it's like, where have you been? And it's like, well, like, I've, I've been lazy. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, well, you've just sat on the couch and just watched Netflix. But they didn't need to use that word in that in that situation. They could have actually just, just said, said, "Yeah, I've just been sitting watching Netflix." Like I chose to do that instead. Mm -hmm. It was easier, mm. <laughs> which it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's obviously where if if we if we're on the topic of the fitness industry, people, 
or the fit within fitness itself. I mean, they're like I've thought of loads there. It's like cereal dieter. Yeah. Do you know? I'm a cereal dieter. Gym hopper. I'm a gym hopper, and it's like they stick to those things and they never get anywhere. And, and the, obviously, a cereal dieter itself, meaning you have done it multiple times. But then, even now, to, even today, like I'll still hear people say, "Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a cereal dieter." Um, we're like, "What do you do?" And it's like, well, "We count calories and macros, like the, the the proper way." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, okay, like I'll try that. Do you know what I mean? But then you know. I mean, we've got a friend um, who started with us five years ago, and ever since he like he's, he's he's come back to us a couple of times, but then since then like he has been on every single diet out there, every gym out there, and is probably now in a worse place. Or do you know what I mean? It took me a while to figure out who you talked about. There, but I know I know who you talked about now. Yeah, yeah. and like the, the, the like. Do you know what I mean? They're in now, even, even though they've done all of that, even though like they know what to actually do, they're still looking for this thing because they call themselves a cereal dieter. Yeah. So it's not actually that they are a cereal dieter, they just identify themselves so much with being that person that they kind of don't know what to be without having that label. Yeah, and like it, it and it's not even a surprise when I hear they're onto the next thing, which is bizarre. It's like, ah, yeah. Oh, what's he doing now? I was doing this and it's like, fucking hell. <laughs> it's like, again, but they've identified that and I'm, yeah, identified them that and sure like said on the bio, like, yeah. I am this, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like stuck to that one thing, like, but they've stuck to that more than they have the fucking diets. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, but like, to, to be fair, they've been consistent with that label, mm -hmm. with that. And I mean, another label, um, we, we, um, is it a label? Um, I'll always be fat. Or I am destined to be fat. Yeah. Would you class that as one? If someone calls themselves fat enough, then yeah. Yeah. Because they'll make decisions. They'll make decisions that. They'll yeah. They'll make decisions based on what a fat. What would a fat person do? Yeah. A fat person would eat all that cake or but drink it's, it's, all that bottle of whiskey. But it's like where we've helped and helped and helped and helped, and then they've just turned around and said, "I'm, I'm destined to be fat." Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like. They've put that barrier there, and no matter what, even though they know they're fucked up time and time and time and time and time again, but now they just said, I'm destined to be fat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so they've just sort of given to that realm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're saying there that people give in to it. And I think sometimes that's, sometimes it's an unfair assumption to make because I think sometimes it's so heavily ingrained in, in a person. Yeah. Like, I don't think we realise how much things that happen in our childhood affect us now. Like, even just from talking about doing this podcast, obviously I've been reading into things and, and, and reading a book on labels. Um, and in my head, it was like, what do I say to the kids? Like, what words do I say to the kids that could potentially fuck them up in later life because they're so because I've said it to them yeah. and, and because I'm an important person in their lives and we do tend to take, we do tend to take on board labels more so from people who we think highly of. Yeah. Like we put people, the higher on a pedestal we put someone or the more we love someone, yeah. the more we take to heart and the more we onboard that label and really cling onto it. So 
I'm thinking like, what I say to the boys, like, shit, I can't say that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, get out of bed, you lazy little shit. Yeah. You know, you've got to be careful how you say these things because it could, it could literally go so far into their later life and into their mm. adulthood and affect the decisions that they make and affect the person that they then become. Because they do, they, 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 love, they love us so much. Yeah, and yeah, we've, yeah. we've used certain words with them. So I think sometimes, like, obviously going back to like when you say people give up and, and they just sort of resign themselves to, I'll, I'll always be fat. It's, it's identifying where it's, it is, it is very deep rooted and, and, and sort of, it's our job as coaches, and I'm using the word coach rather than <laughs> personal trainer, which yeah. I'm going to move on to, <laughs> um, to try and help them through that and try and help them get, get past that label, try and get, get them to see that, that it doesn't mean anything, it's just a word. It's just a word that's been given to them and, and help them chip away at that pedestal to, to sort of bring someone down to their level so they can say, actually, do you know what? Fuck that. I'm not that person. That label doesn't apply to me. I'm going to go on and do what I need to do and what I want to do. Because at the end of the day, all the people who we see here in this gym, they don't want to be overweight anymore. They don't want the fat label. Yeah. They don't want to be unhealthy. They don't want all of these things. And it's up to us to help them break down those barriers and identify where the labels have come from so that they can sort of process past it. So what are the labels do you hear within, we'll stick on fitness? Wait, hang on, because I was already going to talk about personal training. Oh, I right. Wanted... <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. This is me talking just, to you. No, 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 I'm just interested in the, uh, the labels, obviously what you hear on a day-to-day -day basis. Um. Okay, so we'll come back to personal training then. Well, no, go for it. It doesn't matter. You know, so the, the labels I hear on a day-to-day -day basis are fat, um, unhealthy, alcoholic. That's a biggie. That's a very big one, that one. Um, is, it, is it rare that they actually say that? Or do they, do they call themselves a wino? More no, than a... To be fair, the word very rarely comes out of the mouth. Uh-huh. But when it does, it's, it sort of feels like it's a bit of a sledgehammer to them. Yeah. But you can tell by the sort of things that they say that, that that's what they're getting at. Yeah. Because um, I think that's quite, that's one of those labels that people tend to avoid as much as possible because they don't want to sort of accept it or move forward from it. Uh, well, not that they don't want to move forward from it, but it's quite a hard one to hear, really. Um, um, anxiety. I'm an anxious person. I'm a depressed person. Um, but they use that. Have you noticed how they're all negative, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was going to say, do you ever get people <laughs> ring you up saying, I'm a super motivated, positive person. Um, I'm ready to take on the world. What do I do? <laughs> um, not so much in that respect. But <laughs> I, I, I tell you what I do get. I do get people who say, um, I, I used to be. I used to be super motivated. I used to be a gym bunny. I used to do X, Y, and Z, um, and, X, and, and something's happened, and I want to get that back. I want to get that back in my life. I and want then to do feel they, like they that. Use the, then do they use the, now I'm a lazy fat person? Not always, not always. Sometimes, um, normally it's, do you know what it is? Normally it's, it's quite sort of serious life events that's totally taken them off course. Um, like whether they're grieving for someone or um, 
they've like, I don't know, they've been in a failed relationship or they've suffered domestic abuse in some cases. Um, there used to be all of these different things and then someone or something has happened um, or said something to them and it's just knocked them back and they've started to, to, to be a different way. Um, and they've kind of let these new labels sink in and, and, and take a hold and, and sort of getting in touch and starting something like this to get themselves back. If you noticed how people always say like, I want to find myself again, I say it all the time, like since having Caster, I want to find myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going through a journey of rediscovering who I am without what I was prior mm. to having him. Um, at the same time, not wanting to just be a mom. <laughs> Um, I'm sure I'll touch on this with with some of our guests yeah, I, in, the, in the future. Some of the, some of the, some of the mams. Yeah, some of the mams. Because <laughs> um, it is, that, that's a huge one. Like, you're ex like, I think that, that's a society expectation as well. Once you're a mam, you've got to be a certain way. And it's like, nah, bullshit. You don't have to be a certain way. Yeah. Anyway, by the by. Yeah, so these people want to rediscover who they were prior to whatever life-changing events happened that's made them sort of hold on to another label, a new label that they don't necessarily like, a more negative label. So what would you, I don't know, like how, how would you change that then? In what sense? Would you attach a new label to it or would you just try and get rid of the old label? Me personally. Like for, for, the, for, the, for these people, obviously there's these people who, because obviously we're in fitness and, and I can talk about the fitness a little bit more with you, but it's like these people who say phone you up and, uh, and attaching these negative labels to them, how then do you think they should go about and like try, to, is, is it better to attach a new label to them? Like, like say, um, I mean, like I've wrote before, like in the groups and that, be that person who hits 10,000 steps per day, be that person who turns up three times a week, be that person who, who's, who always hit tracks the food. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, like trying to change their identity in identifying themselves with, I am a person who will always hit my steps, like in a higher self. Mm -hmm. Would you, I'm saying, would you say like to those people who are always attaching these negative labels, do they now have to attach like say a new label to themselves to get out that funk? I think it depends how deep rooted the labels are. Mm. I think, I mean, obviously you've hit on, on, on when you post in the group saying, be that person who does X, be that person who does Y. It's often about implementing new, more positive habits. It's like, yeah, yeah, habits. And making choices. And I think ultimately, when you take a label on board, a label, it, depending on when it comes into your life, becomes a habit. Oh, big time. <laughs> so because of the fact that it then comes a habit, yes, in theory, you could overcome some of the negativity um, by putting in place more positive habits, by, by using more positive labels with yourself. But I think it, it, it's such an individual thing because it depends how deep rooted that label is. I mean, if you've been told something as a kid and you've latched onto that and every behavior and every decision that you've made since being a child has come down to this, this one person really high up on a pedestal saying this one thing to you, that's going to be really hard to overcome just by using positive language. So I think it, it, it depends on the person. I think if someone's really struggling with a negative label, they've got to really sit and unpick where they're at 
Mm. They've got to try and think back to points in their life and think, when, when did I start seeing myself as this person? When did I let this take over my life? When did I start letting this label, this word be the be all and end all of everything that I am and everything that I want to be? Like, I want to be, I don't know, they might have some massive goal in their life, but they haven't even tried because they'll always in the head just be X. They've got to go back to that point and think, do you know what? I need to unpick it and I need to, I need to get rid of it from back then rather than try and mask it with positive yeah. labels. But then is, it, then is it about finding out what your label is itself? Because some people might, some people might be saying it, like, I'll always be this or I'll like, I, 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 lazy, whatever, like from mm -hmm. the start. And then do they have to, then, but then it's like a sort of a realization of like, shit, I call myself that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like no more. Yeah, it, it, I mean, obviously it's a, quite a high level of, of self-realization if you realize that you're calling yourself something and then you start thinking about and think, shit, the decisions I make are based on that one label. Mm. Um, I think you've got to be in quite a sort of self-perceptive phase of your life to be able to reflect on it and, and really move forwards from it. And I think it takes you to a point in your life to sort of accept and to sort of look back on yourself. I mean, I wouldn't have these thoughts. I wouldn't think about labels when I was in my early 20s. Mm. It was mad, uh, do you know what it is? Mad yesterday, because I, 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 did you say you share that Jimmy Carr thing? <laughs> be happy, be lucky. Yeah. So on his, if you, did you watch the video itself? I seen it ages ago. Oh, did you? It was, <laughs> the, it was the first time I seen it. And I watched it and he was like, they, they asked him if you're happy. And he's like, good, good question. So with that Jimmy Carr thing, when I seen it, it like someone asked him if he was, if he was happy. And he's, he was like, good question. He says, but yes, I am happy. But then, so, like he said about being lucky, but then that made us think about obviously the label where people always say, I'm unlucky. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always unlucky. Oh, that, oh I'm so unlucky. Mm -hmm. I'm so unlucky. Like loads of people use that one. I'm so unlucky, but that in itself, be lucky. Imagine if you change that around. I'm always lucky. Mm -hmm. I am lucky. Like most of us are lucky, that's the thing. But it's like, because people are unlucky because, I don't know, smash an egg or whatever. I'm always unlucky, I smash a glass or I trip over or whatever. And they're always calling themselves unlucky, but then that ends up leading to like, say, starting a business. Oh, I'll never be able to do that, I'm proper unlucky. Do you know what I mean? In all these little bits. But then, imagine if you just switch that around and labeled yourself lucky. Yeah. Because we are, at the end of the day, we're all lucky. I mean, we've all got, Everything we want, really. We've all got running water, we've got food. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. we don't have to hunt for our food. We've, we've got everything, we've got warmth. Yes, the bills might be up, but so what? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't say so what, it's killing some people off. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, but still, we're still lucky. We've still got a roof over our head. We, we've got everything in abundance. We've got opportunity in abundance. There's opportunity so much opportunity abundance. out yeah, there yeah, yeah. To, to, to overcome things, but... People, have, might, people might have a string of bad luck. Like, people may be totally healthy and have a string of unlucky health problems. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean to say they're unlucky. Mm -hmm. But when people are using that phrase in itself, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Then they always will be. Yeah. Because everything, then whatever goes bad in their life, they'll blame it on the unluckiness. Yeah. But if you went around saying, I'm lucky for everything, which I'm probably going to do from now on. <laughs> <laughs> 
like you'll, you'd, you'd live a much better life because then you're labeling yourself lucky. Mm -hmm. I'll do that, I'm lucky. I'll give that a go, I'm lucky. I mean, some things are probably a bit stupid to do, like I can run and jump over those buildings or something like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. You, don't want to, you don't want to believe yourself that much. But yeah. do you know what I mean? I think it becomes a bit, a bit of an addiction to some people to be a certain way as well. I Especially think people, in the negative. Pe people become addicted to feeling a certain way. And it is sometimes if they do change the language, it can sort of change the signals in the brain as well to sort of say, look, uh, like actually this is where you want to get your hit from. So if you replace a negative with a positive enough, it can change how your brain functions to say, right, this is this this more positive thing is where you're getting your hit. So then you go and chase that, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you don't like the phrase, you don't like the label personal trainer. You would never you would never identify yourself as a personal trainer, would you? Originally, yes. Because when I first started it was Ross Thompson personal training. Right. So why have you changed that then? I think over the years, because I don't know. Someone said it was years ago, uh, personal training is just like hiring a friend. Right. Do you know what I mean? Who you get to talk to three times a week. Mm -hmm. And what I find is like where, like, but, uh, and, that, and, and now I've associated that label with that. Do you know what I mean? But, I, but where I like the phrase coach is because you're not just coaching them through a session. You're coaching them through a lot more than that because Coaching, personal training, isn't just for them to show up to the session, you take them to a session, take the money and then leave. Do you know what I mean? If you're actually coaching someone, you have to coach them in and out of the gym. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you've got to put up with a lot of shit. And yeah, a lot of people just will dump you at the drop of the hat. But as long as you're there for them at all times, coaching, 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 in and out the gym, because it is, you know yourself, it is more than, like you've just said there, yeah, you, people, release a lot of stuff onto you mm -hmm. and then you're trying to coach them through it just to try and get them through the door just for them to like make a realization of like i can do this yeah because a lot of people think like oh right i paid me money personal training i'll turn up once a week get me pt and i'll have fucking six packs in three weeks do you know what i mean mm -hmm. people people are automatically think that but like as a coach you've got to take if they want to get to there and anyway six pack but the emotional drama and roller coaster of a ride, what you've got to go through, you've got to physically coach them through, not personally train them on a one-to-one -one yeah. basis. Yeah. Because I think as a coach, it's not, I mean, even when, when someone joins a gym and they say they want a six pack, it's always far beyond that. There's very few people who start a gym just to get a six pack. Yeah there's always something else, some sort of higher desire in them um, to want to be more, to be more confident, to look better in clothes, to be more attractive to the opposite sex, to be confident enough in their own skin to go and get a better job because they fucking hate the job that they're in, um, to overcome a lot of this self-doubt and negativity that they've had in their lives that they've, that they've, they've just believed for so long. Um, I think that's why I like the phrase coach rather than personal trainer. Um, because it is, it is so much more on so many, it's, it, it's, it's a deeper level. And I mean, yes, some, some PTs are very base level. And at the end of the day, you know, some people just want that. 
you know they don't they don't want they don't want much more than that but a lot of the people who come in here mm. through conversations i have with them alone the relationships that they've got with food um the relationships that they've got at home the relationships that they're putting onto their kids because they're overweight and they don't want the kids to be overweight um it's a lot deeper than just putting someone through a gym session yeah do you see them as a what do you see the two labels as then personal training coach positives yeah. negatives so I, I would i would say both as both as positive really mm -hmm. but to me personally if someone called me a personal trainer i'd take it as a, <laughs> I, I would I, I would take offense to it because i feel like i'm so much more than i, I give i suppose that's I, I give so much of myself to try and help other people yeah um so yeah if someone just flat labeled me or, or she's just a pt it'd be like <gasps> <laughs> do you know what I give? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and, and it's not even from a point of like, I don't, like, it's not like I want people to know how much I give to others or anything like that. It's not about that, but I want to be able to help people on such a deep level. Like it is, it is, it, it's in me, um, just, I suppose, in me personality, I want to help people. Mm. I suppose that's a, a label I've given myself, maybe, but yeah, so I, I would take just, I just I just put the people through a gym session. It'd be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> what would that be like? Just an exercise class person. They say there's me just. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so hard. It's so hard actually not label or judge. Yeah. Really, I think we all do it. It's a natural thing. But I'd, like personally, I prefer coach. Why in, do you prefer coach? Because I see it's about like the personal trainer thing where it was like just hiring a friend, personal mm -hmm. trainer, mm -hmm. because it is, it's a personal, obviously you're getting like one, generally one-to-one -one and trainer, like they train you through a session. It's like a lot of, the thing is, whenever people are talking to us and they get, oh, so we get, oh, so you get the one-to-one the, the -one coaching with you every week. Um, obviously you get the X amount of sessions, like fully coached sessions as well. Um, but then when I hear of like, I had a personal trainer, but then he was wanting to charge us like another 200 quid just for um, some meal plan on top. And I was like, what, you're spending three times a week with him and he's not helping you with your nutrition? No. And it's like, we get those people coming to us, obviously can't believe the, the, what we give for them. Um, and I mean, even our coaches like know the value within our program, like because, I mean, God, online people, what you give in within the program charge more than us a month for the coach sessions. Mm -hmm. But it's mad that though, because just from you saying that, from an interpretation perspective, right? I've interpreted what you said totally different to how I think you have, because right. you've said it's a friend who coaches you three times a week. Yeah. That's quite a nice thing. If you think about it, like, like it, because- yeah, not if you don't get on. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but to actually use, use the phrase that that your personal personal trainer is yeah. like hiring a friend three hours a week or whatever. I mean, some people it's a need friend? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but then, but then again, if you're hiring a friend for three times a week, wouldn't you want them to help you outside of those three hours? Because if they don't give a toss about your outside, don't give a toss about what you're eating or anything friends. like that, then you're not really friends, are you? Mm. That's the thing. And it's like, if, if they're just happy, like, yeah, your next block's done, let's pay it in. Like they're not measuring you in or anything like that to make sure you're on track or asking you how, how's the diet, if they're not giving you stuff, mm -hmm. nutrition, then what, like, 
How can they ever ask that? Yeah. But they don't. Right, session time. That's it. Let's absolutely destroy you in the session. Hope for the best. And that's how I see that label as a personal trainer. I mean, don't get us wrong. There's some great personal trainers out there who do put all of the stuff inside. But then again, I would call them a coach. But they call themselves a personal trainer. Yeah. So again. But that's my interpretation of it, isn't it? It's not yeah. the actual definitive. I think it's. I think personal trainer obviously was first. Mm-hmm. Personal trainer used to be something special years ago. Yeah. Like before I even started, it was only for upper people, really, in who a way. Who had the money to do who it. Who had the money to do it. But nowadays where you can get a six-week PT course and become a PT in six weeks straight out of school and call yourself a PT, I think the name in itself is like... Devalued. Um, devalued, especially when they're charging less than minimum wages for it. Yeah. But then again... That's probably why it comes down to, they're just basing them in that hour so they can get the next person in. And then they, they, now the personal trainer is that lower level mm-hmm. thing and the coaches are the ones above tier. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably start out thinking that they're a certain thing and then gradually over time that changes. Yeah. Like, I mean, even our, even our coach, he used to always use the phrase business coach. It yeah. was always business coach. Uh-huh. What does he use now? And now I feel like the more he talks now, it does end up being more just coach. Yeah. And I think that's because over the time, I think when we started with him, it was very much business. Yeah. And then it gradually sort of morphed into more mindset. And then it's, it's just grown and grown and grown. And it is probably more mindset than anything else now. So he sort of kind of dropped business coach. I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to him about it. Like, yeah, but, I, but I don't, do you know what it is though? Do you, and do you know what I don't like, though? What, what phrase I don't like? Life coach. Why? Because I think they're a bit fucking wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because Explain. if somebody's calling somebody a life coach, what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how to live your life? Do you know what I mean? I get a coach. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a mindset coach. Like, more of a specific thing. But when people call themselves a life coach, and generally it's like their life might not even be that great themselves, but then trying to coach other people mm-hmm. about how to live the life. But you not find the coaches in general, their life might not be perfect, but they're sort of, they're learning themselves and help and applying some things that they're learning themselves and then they're passing them on to other people. Yeah, but nobody's perfect. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but even, even us as coaches, we're definitely not perfect. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, in, <laughs> in, but the thing is, but we do... Whatever we, whatever we tell people to do, we follow it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we follow the, the, the programs, what we coach people on. We follow the nutrition guidance on what we, we set out for people. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and we do, we do fuck up on diets. We, like we do eat what we like in whatever, but we tell them that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But if their goal is X, we tell them, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, like, as a coach as well, like we jumped on the, like when we did our first shred, we jumped in, we got involved, do you know what I mean? To show them that it can be done rather than just saying, yeah, you do that. Go over there, do that. Yeah, it was quite evident who followed instruction better than the other though. <laughs> Since me mum labelled, me mum labelled took over two weeks prior when uh, my child was poorly, so I fucked up my last two weeks. Yeah. But yeah, you followed instruction a lot better than me. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Like the coach personal trainer thing, like that's 
that's my views on those labels, really. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think probably that's that's a good point there to sort of wrap up. Okay. Um, thank you very much for being <laughs> me, uh, me pilot. <laughs> no problem. Thank <laughs> you very much. And for forcing us into doing this. It's all right. Um, yeah. So next week um, we have Caroline. Mm -hmm. um, so I know we'll end up talking most likely about being a business owner, about um, being a mom. Um, and I'm sure Caroline's got some other, other labels. Wedding. Wedding. <laughs> a wedding's not a label though. Um, wedding ready. Wedding oh, ready. No, bridezilla. Bridezilla. Yeah. 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 So we'll have a, a good chat next week with Caroline. Um, I hope everyone's enjoyed the pilot. Um, any feedback <laughs> would be much appreciated. Um, check us back next week and see what you think.